Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Case in point, today we are discussing a DC film. Mm-hmm. Uh, last uh, last we spoke, we had the great uh, Ale Butrago on the pod to discuss women in the MCU and how DC was operating differently uh, than Marvel. And I'm I got uh, Joker since, or sorry, I got Jordan. <laughs> you see, I'm already spoiling the app because your name's so similar to the movie. <laughs> uh, I got Jordan to watch Joker. Now that's a tongue twister uh, yeah. because one, there's. No new Marvel content. It's it's uh, quite a drought. I feel like we are in a Mad Max of Marvel content. Uh, I would like to reshoot that movie where I am um, uh, Bane, Tom Hardy, uh, and I am looking for Marvel content instead of water. I think that would okay. be a much more so, enjoyable... A Mad Max. What did I Mad say? Mad Max. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I said... Okay, so Mad Max. Yes, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Um, so we are going to discuss, uh, Joker. I'm very curious to see, uh, Jordan's stance on it because it is a serious, I'm using air quotes, uh, superhero film kind of in the vein of Dark Knight. Uh, I want Mm -hmm. to get Jordan's take on... Because uh, this is going to be the direction that they're kind of shifting to DC-wise, because Marvel's not going to touch these rated R, serious, uh, kind of Christopher Nolan-esque uh, kind of movies. Well, I guess they would touch Christopher Nolan with Winter Soldier and stuff like that, but uh, they're never going to get mm-hmm. this rated R or anything like that. Uh, yeah. So very curious uh, as to what you think, but that's a little later. Um, first off, uh, how are you? Oh, I'm well. Yeah. Uh, uh, spent the last week moving. I noticed. So uh, I'm in a new background that the audience, of course, cannot see. <laughs> I love what you've done with the place. Yeah. Uh, um, it looks very similar. Uh, there are guitars, I see. Yep. Same uh, guitars in the background. Same, same guitars. Chair. So you did not buy a new set of guitars for a new place. No. I thought new place, new guitars, but then I looked at the budget and I was like, oof. No can do. <laughs> I, I can't Pete Townsend this. I was going to smash them all. Oh, well, I mean... You know, when you move to a new place, you gotta smash all your old things. I've been saying this for I, years. I saw something earlier this week that was basically like the the band had trouble with like money because of their smashing of all their stuff. Really? Which is funny, just because you'd think they'd be making enough money otherwise that the smashing would be. How expensive? I would smash an inexpensive guitar. Well, and they also put together their guitars after the show like they'd be trying to glue them back together and stuff oh geez that the yeah. band would or like the the roadies uh pete townsend tells it like he's doing it but again there's such a big operation that yeah. you'd think it's someone else that's actually doing it yeah they're millionaires surely yeah i mean uh I, this might have been like way in the, like the late 60s so not like early 70s who so like pre baba o'reilly who Oh, so they were still smashing guitars early into their career. Yeah, they started it. I mean, they, they did it in the, like, the 67. They were smashing guitars. I, I mean, still, I figured they would have started it if they started doing it in 1980. That's, yeah. I, that's the, I think they stopped at some point. I think they aged out of the smashing. Yeah, they, well, at this point, I don't think they physically could. Yeah, would no, you that s- takes some effort. Would you see The Who on tour? maybe i mean i am a a very big who fan yeah 
But do you I think it would the disgrace the image? A little bit. Because yeah. they, their early performances, like if you go back and watch a live performance of them, they're so muscly. Like, like they're so, oh, yeah. it's such, it's such hard rock. Like yeah. it's about as heavy as rock can be without being metal. Sure. Um, it's, it's, and there's some punk energy too. Energy. Yeah. They don't, they definitely don't have that energy. I think if he did the windmill right now, his arm would fall off. Yeah, there's um, a track on their live at Leeds called uh, Young Man Blues. I am familiar with uh, the album yeah. and the track, yes. Yeah, so heavy. Like, yeah. It's just like uh, this massive sound. Uh, and John Entwistle's never even just like, he's never just like, oh, I'm going to play the hi-hat and the bass drum for a little, like, you know, like a... Yeah, no. Never. It's just fill after fill after fill. Yeah, it's just going nuts. He has no time to slow down. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not. We're here to talk about, would you prefer to see The Who live or a really good Who tribute band live? Tickets are the same price. Probably a Who tribute band. Like, unless they're also old. Like, I want to see, I want to see some guys in the, like, their early mid-20s going ham on some Who songs. Okay. So what is the age range, like, you won't see The Who, the tribute band Who? Uh, if they're even there in their 40s, that's too old. You're you're a little bit responsible at that point. I guess into the 30s, maybe. <laughs> okay, so 39, that's where you draw the line? Yeah. What do you I, think? I want them to be singing My Generation without there being some irony in <laughs> the I hope I die before I get out. <laughs> I want them to mean it. Like, like they totally believe they're never going to get out. Do you old. think they regret those lyrics? The actual who, not the tribute. I, know, I think it's funny that the two members of the band that died are, is, is not the one who sang it and not the one who wrote it. Those two are the <laughs> ones that are still alive. Um, They're still pushing the lyrics. Yeah, the ones who had nothing to do with the lyrics died. Yeah. I, what do you think a good name for a who tribute band is? Mm, I don't know. There's not a lot of short the names because like the who? The us. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> the us is pretty good. You don't think that's a band, though? The Us? I've never yeah. heard of it, and I know all bands. All bands, yeah. <laughs> I know all bands. of them. Uh, so you moved uh, What about to, the Guess Who? That's not... That's that's already a band. See, yeah. I know that because I know all bands. Hmm. I also... I thought, what about the band? The Who? The band. <laughs> no band called The Band, right? What do you... That's ballsy to name your band The Band. Yeah. Could you imagine? Well, I think the, the story is they were uh, Bob Dylan's backing band. And then they started, like, they took up kind of residency at this bar. Yeah. And everyone was just like, are you going to see the band tonight? <laughs> and yeah. And so they, they were just like, okay, we're the band now, because that's what everyone refers to us as. Do you think that's a bit boastful? They're really good. <laughs> so, to my mind, they are the band. <laughs> More so than the Beatles? Uh, no. I mean, the Beatles are the Beatles. You can't... Do you, <laughs> you think the Beatles you have would... a stupid name? Do I think that the Beatles is a stupid name? Yeah. It's a little bit of a stupid name. I think it's uh, interesting, especially since, like, uh, John's vision of the, the flaming pie, the man on the flaming pie, saying, uh, we are the Beatles with an A. Hmm. That's just a wild story. Uh, yeah. And also, their name is so gra- ingrained into the culture. I really could not imagine. Them I know. That's with, I. I, I was. I was trying to think of this. I don't know. It's like a week ago now. I was mm-hmm. just like thinking of band names, and uh, the Beatles. I was just thinking about the name, and it. I, 
it, it was so hard to separate the name from the band because I so respect the band and the work that they've done. Yeah, that it's hard to to pull the name away from that. But if you just look at the name, it's a pun on a name of a bug. But they <laughs> have stated several times that that is not why they did it. They. John, at least, says he had a vision at a young age of a man on a flaming pie saying, we are the Beatles with an A. And then people are like, oh, it's a clever pun. And John's like, no, god damn it, I'm too smart to be on You think the flaming pie Earth. was actually like a UFO? It very it well alien, could be. And or it was John Lennon from an alternate dimension that's, on a UFO? Could you, what are the odds that John Lennon and Paul McCartney not only grew up in the same time, in the grand scheme of all time, but the same planet and the same city, and they met each other. You could do a compilation of us going on Beatles tangents <laughs> in these episodes. <laughs> Every once in a while, we're just like, can you believe it? These guys. Like, God, the Beatles are really These four good. lads from Liverpool. I mean, to all our Marvel fans, I mean, Marvel is so great, and I love it more than almost anything but the beatles are like the marvel of bands they are the mcu they had the formula figured and they out just started as a crossover you just didn't know it was a crossover till their solo career <laughs> it was like the avengers was first and then they started doing separate films but it was like good the avengers <laughs> uh, was first and it was perfect they had their end game with abbey road uh, this is kind of like uh, my Batman paper um, that we discussed mm -hmm. last ep. I kind of want to do a paper on how the Beatles are the MCU or vice versa. <laughs> and each album is a different phase. I think we might need a little more time, right? All right. Let, let's let's just get this out of the way real quick. Which Beatle <laughs> is which Avenger of the original six? <laughs> I think we can take out Hawkeye and Black Widow because they don't have standalone movies. So okay. the other four, which okay. one is which Beatle? Great I question. think Hulk is Ringo. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe it took seventy episodes to get here. But yeah. <laughs> I've i definitely always wanted to ask you this. Uh, okay, Hulk is Ringo. So you get John and Paul are for sure Steve and Tony, like no question. Which would right. leave George being Thor, which I could totally see because Ragnarok is a total George Harrison movie. It's yeah. so wacky and out there, and does not you yeah very think, very Monty Python, which is what he was. Yeah. Or like he funded them or whatever. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think John's got to be Tony. Why? Arrogance. Uh, and you think, but you think, I don't I know. Think Paul is a better person. You think? Like just in his relationships and in his personal life, I think Paul McCartney was a better person. I know he was like business wise kind of ruthless. Yeah. But I think. Like, I, like, and also John Lennon has kind of a uh, fraught track record with women. Yeah. Which early Tony Stark certainly does. That's true. Wow. These are a lot of parallels. Yeah. Uh, so and I, also, uh, John Lennon, I think, is more of a natural talent. Like, uh, in terms of, like, because Paul McCartney, um, he, if you were to test them on their academic understanding of music... Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney would beat the pants off John Lennon. Like, there's no chance. That, sure. Like, it, just knowing how chords work and how, like, modes work and stuff like that, John yeah. Lennon never cared. He was too cool to care. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Way too cool to care. Um, mm. uh, so who would George Martin be? I guess he's Nick Fury. <laughs> Not or is that Epstein? Uh, I guess Epstein's Fury because he brings them together. Yeah, Epstein would be Fury. Uh, George R. Martin. Wait, not 
George R. R. Martin is the All Game of Thrones movie. guy. George R. Martin is so. Who's it's just George Martin? I'm getting their names confused now. No, he has one R. There is an R. That's so confusing. Yeah, it's just not two R's. That is so confusing. Yeah. Does George R. R. Martin know this? He must. What? Why do you think he added an R just so he wouldn't be confused and he's trying to be a successful author? Yeah, I don't know. It is definitely confusing. <laughs> uh, so who is who's he then? If Epstein is Nick Fury. Yeah, I don't know. Because Nick Fury's kind of the lead of Shield as far as we know. Well, not well in terms of to the audience, he is the face of Shield. Yeah. So Hawkeye? I feel like George Martin is too uh integral to be a Hawkeye type. Hmm. Maybe but then uh Black Widow could be Billy Preston. Oh totally. <laughs> no doubt like more important than they're given credit for <laughs> yeah absolutely uh so i guess that just leaves hawkeye with uh george yeah. martin um so that's our beatles tangent for today it will probably resurface at some point in the ep- it's also a little bit of a marvel tangent even though this is a marvel podcast today's episode <laughs> isn't so <laughs> well i do really want to get your opinion on the difference between DC moving forward and Marvel moving forward and which you, I mean, well, we got to talk about the movie first. We do. We do. And that's why I'm, I'm just, there will be Marvel. I want to get the fans excited. We, there will be Marvel just like there will be blood according to well, PTA. How about we talk about, they came together. Sure. We'll get through that and then we'll do Joker and then we'll talk about the future of both uh, okay. universes. Uh, great. So um, since our last ep, I think it's been about three weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been trying to watch a movie a night because there's not a wow. lot going on. Uh, I have done a deep dive into Friday the 13th, all huh. 12 of the movies. Um, there's a podcast I really like called In Voorhees We Trust with Gourley uh-huh. and Rust, uh, which is Paul Rust, the co-creator of Love. Okay. And Matt Gourley, who is in a whole bunch of other podcasts, and he's a comedy yeah. writer. I recognize his name. I couldn't place him. but uh, They go through all of the movies, and apparently, episode 7, uh, Friday the 13th, part 7, they get Anthony Jeselnik to come on because it is his favorite movie of all time. And it is one <laughs> of the worst Friday the 13th movies. Hmm. Uh, so that's a little plug for them right there. But I've been doing a deep dive uh, into... All of the movies and the old 80s ones are so fun. It's just ridiculous. Uh, anyway, this yeah, led I've never, to... I've, I've never been... I've, I've kind of had an intention for a while to go back through some horror stuff. Just because I never really have. Yeah. I watched um, Tremors on Netflix recently. Which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I also watched an HBO... Um, it was on HBO. It was a horror movie. It's called Cat People. Um, I've uh, heard of that. And it was incredibly bizarre. <laughs> like, it, it, it uh, I'd almost recommend it just to get your reaction to how insane of a movie it is. Because it just feels like a fever dream. Like, it's like, who thought of this? How did they get the money to make this? This is such a weird thing. Sounds like the Cats remake that came uh, out recently. A little, a little bit. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it feels like there's some rich guy who really loves sexual things regarding cats because this this movie is also definitely that it's got a weird sexually charged energy that under th- throws like the whole thing mm-hmm. uh 
and is also cat related. So <laughs> there's some creepy cat money out there that's funding movies. Creepy cat money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, one of the things that I watched after my Friday the Thirteenth binge was uh, it uh, was they came together a David Wayne rom com which has been mm-hmm. like in my Netflix list for a long time and I just never watched it just because like it was recommended to me like you might enjoy this if you enjoy Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler uh, and boy did I enjoy this movie I had a few yeah. beers. Uh, which I think is ideal watching mentality. And then I looked at I didn't know that David Wayne wrote and directed it. I probably would have watched it much sooner. Uh, the yeah. creator of Wet Hot American Summer, which is Jordan's, one of Jordan's favorite comedies, aside yeah, from Waiting absolutely. to Guffman, uh, which we have discussed <laughs> on the podcast several times. The first, <laughs> the first movie I got you to like during this podcast was Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Um. Yeah. So, so I watched. They you, came I, I texted you saying, "Why haven't you told me about this movie?" Because I assumed that you had seen it. Because you're a big David Wayne fanatic. Yeah. No, I am, and I had not seen it at all. And then you said, "I will watch it," and I would love to hear your t- your take on this wonderfully ridiculous rom com. Yeah. No, I think it's exactly as you build it. Like it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the classic David Wayne. Uh, there's like a kind of cartoonishness to everything that yeah. I love Yeah. that I feel like other, other comedy movies and stuff aren't as willing to commit to being as absurd all the time. Like yeah. they want there to be some sort of undercurrent of reality. Like yeah. that, that's like, okay, it's funny, but also we care a little bit, but David Wayne's like, no, that we're just going to be silly for yeah. two hours. The it's entirety. Gonna be <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love, the intro bit where she's they're just talking about themselves and she's like i was so clumsy and all the boxes fall on her and then she falls down the stairs like it was such a (laughs) and then um uh david manzoukas or is that his name yeah yeah david manzoukas is jason uh, jason jason uh is the boss and they're throwing the football around in the office and he flies out <laughs> yeah. the window uh and then michael ian black comes in and he gets distracted before saving him yes that was so i thought I, he was gonna die because like, <laughs> like like when he was distracted he's he would be like hey by the way still down here and then he'd slowly be slipping he's like yeah one second one second <laughs> what was your favorite part of the film um Favorite I joke. I don't know if I could. Favorite joke. I really like the grouchy glasses. Like I, that cracked me up. Just like it. Does he notice anything? And he's like, it, it, I like the way he immediately notices. Like, of course, it's <laughs> like this movie and is like the fundamental thing of any sort of comedy is subverting expectations. And mm-hmm. this movie is just like a study and like is like reducing that to the most basic element as possible. So like. She she wears the Groucho glasses, which are already like the, your expectation is she's going to change something subtle that he's not going to notice. <laughs> but of course, she changes something obvious, reversing your expectation. And then because you know how absurd the movie is, you assume he like might not notice for some reason, uh, which is impossible. But then, of course, no, he does notice immediately because it's obvious because why wouldn't he notice? Which is the opposite of what you would have expected from how absurd it is. And, David like, that Wayne kind of is thing, a genius. <laughs> He's a G- and they both uh, go to the Halloween party dressed as Ben Franklin. Yeah, <laughs> that was really great. Um, and they don't comment on it. No, not, they don't bring it up. <laughs> don't acknowledge it. 
And also, uh, she gets her Benjamin Franklin costume from her friend, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is funny too, because the bald cap is white. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to uh, to uh, the David Wayne verse that I would just love all these characters to be connected. Yeah. Um, do you have? Any way we could tie this movie to Marvel since Paul Rudd is Ant-Man? Uh, Story-wise? And it's pretty ridiculous, so we could probably get away with anything. Maybe it's, it's like uh, w- at some point when he's shrunk incredibly tiny, he slipped into an alternate dimension <laughs> for like a second, and this is this is what it was. <laughs> Would you watch... Do you think and these Ant-Man- are just like the rules of the universe in that world are like this. Everything's just ridiculous all the time. Do you think WandaVision could be that ridiculous? During Not any that part of ridiculous, it? but I think it could. I think it could pull off some jokes in a similar manner. Okay. Like obviously, it won't do the pull up his ass kind of joke. Yeah, because I think that's like that's just too far. Um, <laughs> Kevin Feige would not allow that. Yeah, but some of the other silly stuff, I think they could do. Would you? Um, like ant-man one more since uh they came together is only 80 minutes would you like Mm -hmm. ant-man one more if this entire movie was fit into the part where he goes unconscious after shrinking too deep into the quantum realm and then he fantasizes that entire movie and then ant-man finishes (laughs) do you think ant-man would be better or worse in your eyes it'd have to be better I mean, it would be too long. No it would doubt. be like a three-hour movie. <laughs> Marvel's first three-hour flick. But uh, it definitely... The amount of... Like, the hit-to-miss ratio in the original movie is like I'm probably enjoying... Like, really enjoying 45 minutes of that 90-plus-minute yeah. movie. So if you added these 80 minutes, you add 80 minutes that I will enjoy. Um <laughs> to the overall balance okay but you think that would be too long to the point where you would lose interest because at that point once you start that game together you've already been sitting down for over 90 minutes yeah because that's the very end of ant-man i mean definitely on a rewatch i would skip directly to that sequence (laughs) (laughs) but i'm i'm talking in the theater though your initial experience uh the other way to tie this together too though would be uh um the how i met your mother girl who is in both. Oh, yes. Colby Smothers. Mm-hmm. And she, that's Paul Rudd's ex-girlfriend or ex-fiance. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. His okay. ex-girlfriend. Okay. Um, and then which... she turns out to be Judge Judy, which is very much <laughs> like something that would happen in a dream. Yeah. So I think it, it works for that. Works for being in a dream realm. <laughs> um, wonderful film would recommend do you have anything else to say about it before we dive yeah anna i guess the the, the the difficulty with talking to about a movie like this is that there's because it's just so ridiculous like you just you watch it and experience there's not a lot to deconstruct or anything no, it, I, it's I, making no comment beyond the fact of like here are some silly romantic comedy tropes i just wanted did a good to, job of I, I just wanted to get your i just wanted this to to get the the uh, talking flowing the juice mm. is loose for when we uh talk joker yeah um and this very is a different movie to mood. Just, very different so did you watch these back to back uh one day and then the next day okay so that's a bit of a culture shock yeah 
definitely different atmospheres and vibes from the movie. Yeah, how do you want to go through Joker? Do you want to go through bot or do you just want to start talking about it? I think we should just it's I think the only thing we need to go through beat by beat is Marvel movies, so I think Joker is open to however uh but uh yeah, let's let's uh break it down. What did All right, so we'll do I think I might just start with my big review, and then we can go into. The All right, details. yeah, I want to. I'll, I'll. Yes. What okay, did you think? So what did you think overall of the film? I think uh, it was better than my initial my expectation for it. The, really? Because I had seen um, like so initially it got like some pretty good reviews, but then yeah. there was a little bit of like cultural backlash against it. There was, um, and, and I was thought- aware of that. So I, I thought I would agree with that, like that kind of backlash, like, like, cause it, it seemed like, um, and, and, uh, did you think like, you would agree more with the backlash? Well, just like, like, cause people said it was like a ripoff of taxi driver and stuff like that. And so I, yeah. I was expecting to be like, oh, well, if that's all it is, you know, who yeah. cares? And it definitely has some elements in common with like an outsider who's, ba- who's planning a big public yeah. thing to you know because he's so depressed yeah i but mean that it, they're is... not that i mean like they they share that similarity but that's not enough of a similarity to say that one movie just straight up copied another they also um, uh reference king of comedy another martin scorsese movie mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you've seen it it's about a man attempting to be a comedian okay so they blend together and basically i mean joaquin phoenix alone because i went into this movie i saw it about seven months ago at this point, I yeah. had a low bar mm-hmm. because, and I don't know why, I, I talked to Liam beforehand, friend of the podcast. Uh, he was like, Joaquin can do no wrong. And he was like, "Why you, your favorite movie Signs. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you think, that, why are you going into this hesitant? Um, and I was just like, I don't know. It seems Todd Phillips, the director of all three Hangover movies, made something that got a standing ovation at Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. So, um, again, going back to my overview, I guess would be that I was not super into it for the first forty-five minutes or so. Uh, okay. Like I was. I, I, I think it gets better each yes. half hour. Yeah. I wasn't like this is bad. I was just yeah. like, this is sad in an almost uninteresting way. Like because okay. it just kind of felt like like kicking a dog or something. Like it's like wow, this yeah. really sucks to be him. Like, but, <laughs> but that's like not art. It's not art just to make a character and then just destroy them for yeah. night. Like, so I was kind of just like, okay, we get it. This is this was really yeah. bad for him. Like, how much of this do I need to see? <laughs> um, and then the murder happens. Uh, the murder on the train? Yeah, which is like, it starts to get interesting. But I think uh, the moment I really started turning around on the movie is when he's at the psychiatric hospital trying to get records on his mother. Um, and there's a guy like on the other side of this like cage who's, who went down to get his records and he's reading the records and he's talking about how his mother adopted him. This is after he went to go see Bruce Wayne. Yes. While he's young. That seems Which also I, interesting, but I thought that was so dumb. I'm glad oh, that really? they did. I thought I'm glad that they did what they did with it. I'm like, there's no way they're fucking brothers. I hate this movie. If they're yeah, brothers, that's yeah. so dumb to the lore. But then it's like, Oh, he's, a crazy person. Well, and his mom's a crazy. Or his person. mom's crazy, yeah. Um, and so he's kind of crazy. But but then the guy reading, the guy realizing that the Joker was the kid in the report as he's reading the report, and the Joker is standing on the opposite side, kind of losing his mind. And then he steals the report and he runs down the hallway. Yeah. And his run is so um, 
just like uncontrolled and like manic. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's like, I, I, I think that's around the point that I start really enjoying the movie. Cause he, his man, he starts running. Well, no, no, the scene where he, you find out how bad his childhood is. Okay. And then the mania, just like the, the run and like he's, cause that's almost like where he's, he's starting to get the inkling of like at that point he's already murdered those people and there's starting to be news reports of clowns who are protesting and stuff like that. So he's starting to get a little bit of a bit and they've already cut the funding for that thing. And, uh, for his psychiatric care. And when he's talking to her, yeah. <clears throat> he, he mentions that he finally feels like he's being noticed a little bit. Yeah. Um, did, did so you I think, think once that starts to build, I think it gets more interesting because it's no longer just like he's getting the crap beaten out of. And uh, again, like the, I think the thing I was most impressed with, with this movie, or yeah. maybe most surprised about, I don't know, was how sadistic the Joker yeah. was in a yeah. comic book movie. Like, yeah. I, I think, and, and even, even hearing about the movie, it's like, it's an R rated superhero movie, but like, he yeah. was just like a genuinely terrifying person sure. in a yeah. way that you don't like Marvel villains. Most of the time they like to have a, th- them to have a side, like Thanos has an, a, some sort of ideal, He's wrong, yeah. but he yeah. has an ideal. And yeah. he's also not just like a mad dog, crazy person who could do anything. Yeah. Sure. But the Joker absolutely is. Like, he's just completely unhinged. Like, you don't know what he's going to do. And it's just yeah. like, you, you feel like this guy needs to be institutionalized or something. He's like <laughs> unsafe to be walking the streets. Well, and then the also... scene with the cops being mobbed by the things. Like, like those were, I don't know, good moments. And then uh, the criticisms I saw of the movie... I now find weird because I, I think it definitely got a lot of backlash, just like dumb internet, like bandwagon backlash. Mm. Like, I don't think that the reasons like, again, does it deserve an Oscar? I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't agree with all the reasons like people were hating it, like that it was Mm -hmm. promoting or encouraging like it was a movie right. for this for is the criticism that I was like shooting confused about. At yeah. no point did I think that it made the Joker look like a like hero. a reputable character. Yeah, he looked awful the whole way through. <laughs> like he's like a wretch. <laughs> yeah, like he's a contemptible, nasty little man who's who's been wronged, no doubt. Yeah. Like he yeah. deserves some like pity, some sympathy, but I don't think he engenders much like empathy. Like at no point was I'm like, I'm this guy, this guy's <laughs> me. Like Do not, you think, not for a second. And I don't think there are a lot of people I mean, maybe I again there's there's a whole bunch of people in the world who have a lot of different opinions. But I I can't imagine anyone I know being like, This is my movie, this is the most similar yeah. to my life story. I yeah. like kind of I mean there uh, there is always like you see those weird like there are people that have idolized the Joker, always. Like including in history. you, you have always you have mentioned since I met you, you have been a big Joker fan. Like as a character. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. he's a great character. Yeah, but he's not like. But there are people that like the Joker and like. Uh, oh, I'm I'm a unhinged like. Don't don't mess with me. I'm crazy. Yeah. There's not a lot of people like that, but there are definitely people who, um, I don't know that do identify with that. But I would say this movie in particular, I would say gave people 
the least to empathize with than ever before with the Joker. <laughs> Even less than Heath Ledger? Yeah, because I think Heath Ledger was still kind of cool. Even though he was crazy, he was mysterious. So you didn't, you didn't see him as, as pathetic as this Joker. Like, this yeah, Joker true. is evil, and he's strong in his craziness, but he's also just, like, kind of pathetic and small in a lot of the movie, which is, I think, the feeling that a lot of people are trying to get away from when they identify with a character like the Joker, is yeah. they want to feel like they're more powerful than the system, that they operate outside the system. Um, and sure. this Joker gets to there at the end, but for yeah. most of the movie, he's just being pummeled by the system. Like, he's a weak, <laughs> vulnerable, uh, you know slug yeah in the system like he's getting <laughs> and he doesn't even really make it outside the system so much i mean he does end up uh you know on key- tv killing the guy but like that was ah that, yeah. i loved that, that yeah was what so a sequence in- that was yeah. like just the like the tension there and it's just like it's very much a movie moment where i'm just like like what and is the, happening like this is the, this crazy the, and unsettling the casting the casting of Robert De Niro, the original taxi driver who did the exact same thing that Joaquin Phoenix does in this movie was brilliant. Yeah. Like full circle. He's the one who gets shot in the face now because he's conformed to society. Travis Bickle has now conformed to society. Yeah. Could you imagine how good this movie would be if taxi driver didn't exist? Hmm. Yeah. I think my, my feeling on this movie is that it was entertaining, but it wasn't like the reason it's not an Oscar winning movie is exactly that, that it's not that original. It draws yeah. from a lot of sources and it's a good movie based on those sources. And then I think the most uh, paradigm breaking thing about it is that it's a superhero movie that is going to these kind of places. Yeah. Um, and so the, um, I think it's very interesting to have a Batman movie in the wake of this Joker movie. Yeah, and they're, they were saying from the start of this, this Joker is not going to interact. We're not going to do any sequels. Um, it's going right. to be a standalone film, not connected well, to the Well, and he doesn't the kill universe. the Waynes, right? He, like they, a different person does a different like the, person, the you know, but pearls he inspires He inspires the riot. Right. Um, also, quick sidebar, how crazy was that scene when his friends come over and he just stabs one of them? Yeah, that, that's the, the moment it was, it was really like, I was just like, I can't believe this is in a comic book movie. <laughs> like, cause I mean, that's such, such a brutal killing. Like, it's just, yeah. it's... And Joker jarring. is... I mean, they're, like, the killing joke is a pretty graphic comic. Mm-hmm. Like, he does some fucked up stuff in it, for sure. But, yeah, this is, this is that's a very still, visceral... That's, that's also in still images, yeah, so sure. so it's a little bit less affecting than seeing it with the quality of uh, effects and real life and real motion and like the yeah. bloodiness. That yes. Um, so did you, also did you from the start of this movie? Like I kind of just knew like oh he's he's crazy like the whole yeah. time. Did you think that he actually like kissed the neighbor girl? No, at all? not a chance. Okay. I yeah. mean, <laughs> like that's what I that would have been. Um, I think even if the movie wanted us to really believe that that was happening, it that would have been a mistake. But I don't even know if the movie really wanted us to think that. We just, I think the movie wanted us to think that the Joker thought that, not okay. that we were supposed to believe that. I mean, maybe they were trying to sell it. I, I was just like, there's not a chance that's real. Like he's <laughs> yeah, hallucinating. Because no, you saw him hallucinate earlier in the movie about being on the Murray show. Yeah. 
while he's True. watching TV with his mom. So you already know that he, he goes off on these internal and also like their relationship didn't make any sense. Uh, Cause like the first thing that she likes about him is she's like, ugh, ugh. and then he goes like, he turns around and does the shoot myself in the head gesture yeah. and she laughs and that doesn't make any sense. Like that's not funny. Like that's, Maybe she was just laughing out of pity or like un- uncomfort, discomfort. Yeah. Uh, just being like, what else am I going to do to get out of talking to this guy? Yeah. And that scene uh, where she's in his house or yeah. opposite, he's in her house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wild ride. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I came out of the movie. I think my review was this movie would have been perfect if Taxi Driver didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just todd phillips like i can't believe that this movie came from the hangover director and joaquin phoenix like perfect casting uh now i'm gonna ask you a controversial question who did it better joaquin or heath Mm, i don't think joaquin would have done it this way without heath ledger's performance they're not they're not like why um uh it's not like he's doing an impression of heath ledger at all but i do think there are some of the the creepy, uh, um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like some of his body movements and his, uh, <laughs> aesthetic. No, nah, like it, like the, the, the feeling of chaos that he has, like this, this weak, small, unpredictable man. Yeah. I feel like you feel a little bit in the Heath Ledger Joker. Like, sure. like, like if you compare, if you look at the lineage of the Joker in different properties prior to yeah. this, yes, those two, if you have a spectrum, yeah, those are clearly right next to each other on the spectrum. Well, and obviously Jared Leto as well. Yeah. Jared Leto <laughs> is, uh, back towards, I don't know. He, he's like, if you go, you take the slider, you put him in between, I don't know, Jack Nicholson and... Like you have, you have like the '60s cartoon Joker guy yeah. with the mustache. Then you have Jack Nicholson. Then you have Heath Ledger. Then you have, or not Heath Ledger. Then you have Jared Leto. Then you have Heath Ledger. Then you have uh, Joaquin. Joaquin. Sure. Just like in terms of going from completely fantasy, silly, bad person to depraved, almost realistic lunatic. Yeah, Joker. Sure. That. Uh, Makes yeah, sense. that was that was I, a little bit of word spaghetti, but you know. Whatever. No, I, I got what you're yeah. saying. I, I uh, even though I mean, they definitely did two different performances. Yeah, like 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 Joaquin wasn't doing like the Tom Waits thing that no uh, Heath Ledger was doing, but I don't know. Like they also both had like their hair was like that. Like it wasn't like a wig of green hair. It was like a greasy matted sure. version of green hair, and the, their makeup was both done sloppily and kind of jagged edges and stuff. I don't know. I think they had some similarities to them. Um, okay. So, oh, and also I, I also want to mention one of my favorite lines of the movie is right when he's on the Murray show and he's just like bearing his soul and that, the tension of that sequence. And he actually like delivers a really fucked up joke, but it sounds like it would have come from the cartoon, like the animated Batman series when he's like uh, talking about the kids he shot on the train. He's like, they couldn't carry a tune to save their lives. Yeah, that that joke, the delivery of that joke after waiting ninety minutes for him to be funny, yeah, like just tickled me in such like a dark. Uh, it, it took me back to when I was a kid. I was just like, that is such a Mark Hamill Joker line. Mm-hmm. Like 
from the com- from the cartoon and it seems like f- and it's crazy how in the co- in the cartoon it's just like this ridiculous oh he's he's a funny guy and then in this one it's like oh that is a sadistic fucked up yeah. joke he's got but, the energy of like a cornered rabid animal yes. like, like it's like you can probably overpower him but like you also know that you're going to get hurt trying to stop him like yeah. he's just he's going to be gnashing teeth and everywhere and you're just like uh you don't know what he's going to do he's going to panic you're going to panic <laughs> yeah for sure um so do you think they should do another one of these like a sequel to this do you think they should tie it to the universe at all or hmm. into the dc universe or do you think this is a one and done let's not spoil the magic kind of situation well i think the only thing you take away from this movie you don't take joaquin phoenix i don't think yeah. you bring him but you you take the setting the gotham as he left it and now you put bruce wayne in that you let bruce wayne grow up in the gotham that the joker left created uh and And you never bring him back i think you can bring like echoes of him back or maybe maybe way late in the game like you you do a uh you have bruce wayne growing up or something or like he's like becoming batman he's not batman yet yeah um and then have him fight some like joker-esque goons like some people who style themselves after the Joker and the whole time you're like, where's the Joker? Where's the Joker? Where's the Joker? And then he's (laughs) prompted to finally be Batman. Maybe when he finally meets the real Joker at the very end of the movie or something, but I'm just, you definitely don't have another Joker focused movie. I don't think like from the Joker's perspective, I think he could show up again. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if I want him to show up again, but that's, that's, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, do you, do you think Robert Pattinson would mesh well with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Well, the thing is, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker would be so old by the time Bruce Wayne would be Robert Pattinson's age. Like, he'd be decrepit almost. No. Because uh, he's not old in that movie. He's like 20 years older than Batman, right? Batman's like 10. I think Joaquin Phoenix is supposed to be like, what, in his 40s? No. He's not supposed he, to. He is. I, well, in real life, yes, but I don't. In this movie, I think he's a much younger. Like, I don't believe he's, he's any less than his mid thirties. He struck me as like thirty. That's what I thought he was okay, the entire. Movie. Interesting. I thought he was older than that. Um, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix does look older. I mean, he's still living with his mom. Yeah. Which you know. Well, like, let's imagine I mean, he's thirty-five, just to do an average between us. So he's twenty-five okay. years older than Batman, because Batman looked to be about ten. Okay. Sure. So when so, Batman's thirty, which is about Robert Pattinson's age. He would be 65. No, 65. No, because he's 25 years, because Batman was 10. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. 55. Okay, so he can, he's still doing stuff. He's definitely not like, if he got into a scrap with Batman, but that's always been the case. If it's (laughs) hand-to-hand, Joker does not fare well. (laughs) Joker Joker loses. Yeah. Like that, it's it's always a mind game. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and also this is... But what does the Joker do over the next 20 years? Uh, I don't think you put him in a movie for a long time. You build up Batman's kind of universe like they're trying to reboot. But I mean, like, what is the character doing while Batman is becoming Batman? I think he is like the Thanos behind all this. He's just kind of Mm. Mr. Freeze, like, go fucking deal with Batman. Penguin, go deal with Batman kind of deal. Like, he's just tricking other villains into fighting Batman and hiding behind the scenes. Okay, so like the first Batman movie, when you come back and it's Robert Pattinson, like the whole movie, he's against the Penguin. And then... And and Paul Dano's Riddler. Okay, yeah, there you go. The Paul Dano. 
right before like the final fight or whatever, you see him confronted by the Joker and the Joker's like um, in the shadows, like at the end of Apocalypse Now yeah. with uh, Marlon Brando, where he's just like, like in the background with shadows. And like, so you know that it's the Joker, but he's like behind the scenes. Yes, that's what I want. He's like the godfather want, to the villains. I mean, that's what he is the father of all Batman villains. Yeah. Like he's he's the boss for sure. Hmm. That's he's the 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 big bad of the whole universe. And I think this movie did a really good job compared to all other DC movies. So, what this is another seg or another thing I wanted to bring up. Like, do you think DC should commit to their original promise of keeping these movies standalone and like they were going to do a DC dark universe. I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. uh, where they do uh, rated R movies, origin stories of mostly Batman villains. Cause those are the most popular ones, but I'm sure they can dive into some other territory. Um, I know Liam mentioned a two face movie where you get um uh, harvey dent before he has the accident Mm. and it's like a a courtroom drama yeah would you watch 12 angry men two-face version i mean maybe i mean like this was a good movie like it's 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 not like a like again the things so just to i feel like we've talked a lot of praise for this movie which i think it deserves but i think it does like the idea of whatever movement is happening in the movie is very vague and like like it doesn't make a lot of sense like why Gotham is rioting like like yes they're upset that there's like these really rich people but they don't have any like nuance to that like all that kind of stuff is is done in a very broad way which is yeah. kind of what we're used to in a superhero movie but i think because of the rest of it being more heightened and real that that comes across like a little sillier or whatever and i think that's another thing that people were criticizing about it uh, like when um, that that did not even cross my radar. Why? I mean the the people were like we're poor and they're rich. I'm like, "All right, that's all I need. Move yeah. on. Carry on with the rest well, of the Well, that's what movie. Todd Phillips was hoping for. He's like, "Just yada yada yada." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean totally. Yeah. And it worked. Uh so would you want to see do you think But but I'm like it could have made a smarter, I guess, critique of society. It could have made a more nuanced point about inequality. Instead, sure. it was just like inequality is bad, and so they're rioting about it because the Joker <laughs> inspired them. I yeah, that's all I needed to enjoy a movie about the Joker. Right. What, what do you want this? Like I, because I think DC is like in such dire straits at this point with their franchise that they're just going to be like whatever good properties we can do, let's just mix them all together. Yeah. Like let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't so, know. I think they should just try to hold off on doing universe stuff. I think well, they're they definitely committing to the universe, but it's going to be like Wonder Woman 2, Aquaman 2, Shazam 2. Those are all happening. But this is like, there's no way that this Batman and this Joker fits into the universe with Wonder Woman. And, and, and Henry Aquaman. Cavill Superman. Yeah, it just, it doesn't, it, it's like two different things. And if they were smart, I think they would let them be two different things. Because I think Batman... Do you think they're smart is my question. No, though. not really. But... Uh, <laughs> Batman is he's so different than every other superhero. Yeah. Like he just cuz he he's most superheroes are primary colors. Right? Like yeah. like super he, Superman is he's blue, red and yellow. Like he's bright and then like Iron yeah. Man is red and yellow and then yep. uh Captain America is red, white and blue. Like they're just like these but Batman's not that. 
He's a like a shadow guy. And Gotham yeah. isn't one of those cities like like I mean Marvel takes place in like kind of the real world cities and stuff. But yeah. uh Gotham or like it's, it's Metropolis yeah, is Superman's it, it's or Atlantis. Opposite of like Gotham. Like Gotham is such a nasty, grimy city. Like it feels like any way you like you you just come home covered in like soot and oil stains. <laughs> like it just looks <laughs> awful and industrial. <laughs> So you would not want uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman to fight Joaquin Phoenix, or you just don't want Joaquin Phoenix interacting with any other superheroes other than Batman? I think if you're going to have Joaquin Phoenix come back into this, I think you save it. You tease it. Like, you think, you you feel like maybe he's in the background, but they don't confirm that for a while. Yeah. Like, let, because this, I think his impression will linger let him be referenced by the other villains constantly. Let his ideas that he said in this movie like pop up in their speeches and monologues to Batman. Maybe yeah. tease him a little bit in the background, but don't put him front and center for a while. And also make Batman a detective again. So like, he is, like Robert Pattinson is going to be Detective Batman for sure. Yeah. That's how they're setting him up. Yeah. And and do some like, like noir throwback. Because that's also, I, I think that's, uh, people aren't making movies like that anyway. So I think by incorporating that into a superhero genre, it feels a bit more fresh. I think he's going to have a lot more uh, gadgets and like that kind of crime solving. Mm-hmm. Like sci-fi, re I would also like to see him, um, his fighting, being more like the Joker killing that guy in the apartment. Where it was just like... Uh, unexpected no 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 just like human strength against human strength so like if if batman gets into a fight with a person and they're wailing on each other and batman gets like hit in the head i want him to like feel that and like walk (laughs) away with like or like you know if he if he if he jumps off a thing and he lands on his legs but he's not wearing any sort of special bat suit yeah i want him to limp away (laughs) not be like oh it's totally fine (laughs) <laughs> but he is the writer's favorite, yeah. as you have often <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, and um, he can still be that. I just want it to look like he's not as much of a favorite as he is. <laughs> so how, I guess, how uh, how many, what's your rating of this movie overall? Um, out of six? Yeah, just, to, you don't need to put Avengers at the table because it's not a Marvel yeah. movie. I would say like six. a four and a half. Or like, right, so like, you like, a, this like more, a three out of four stars. More than Wonder Woman. No, that ties with Wonder Woman, I think. They're very you different. Gave, you gave Wonder Woman a four. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I think it's a little better than Wonder Woman. Okay. Because you gave Logan three and a half, mm-hmm. which is blasphemy. Yeah, this was way better than Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I That's so interesting because I feel like tonally they're very similar movies. Hmm. Like, it, they're just old. One's a Western and one is uh, drama, I guess you kind of call it. This is what like you, a borderline horror movie at parts. Yeah, I, it, I, psychological drama maybe. Yeah. Um, Just because it's it's rare, like that's why I think Taxi Driver was such a profound movie was because it was one of the first times the movie was, the camera was following, the insane yeah. person, like in sure. Psycho or whatever. It's like we have a good person, and then I mean obviously yeah. that has a twist too, and then we follow Norman Bates, or whatever. But yeah, uh, <laughs> like. You start off following a good person, a relatable person, and then the yes. evil person is somewhere outside, and then they act on the good person. 
But this, uh-huh. like taxi drivers, you're following the bad person and it's unsettling, it's uncomfortable. But it's not like Jaws or something where you, you're you scared of them because you don't see them. Like, they're not the unknown. They're scared because they're the known. Like, the things we know about the Joker are what makes him scary, not the things we don't know about the Joker. It's like we, yeah. like, we see he's crazy. We see, like, he's got nothing to live for. We see all these things. And those are the things that make him terrified. Terrifying. Yes, hmm. for sure. Um, do you think that, so I would guess that you think this is the best DC movie since like Nolan Batman. Yeah, I suppose so. And uh, cause I guess you've only seen Wonder Woman and Man of Steel though. Those yeah. are the, Unless Aquaman would really knock my socks off. I, I bet <laughs> I think this is the best. And I can't imagine it would. No. Um, unless you're a big James Wan fan. I mean... It is crazy that I have not seen it because I'm a James Wan fan, the director of Saw and Insidious and The Conjuring. Like, I love all that. Mm. Um, and he's the director of this, and apparently the CGI is outstanding. It made a billion dollars, but I just can't commit to a two and a half movie, two and a half hour movie about one superhero that I don't even really like. Mm. That does seem sort of insane that I would do that. Uh, so. What do you think DC, now that you, uh, we just talked to Ali uh, recently about kind of their new direction, what they're shifting in with some soft reboots and they're doing the DC dark universe. What do you think they're doing worse than Marvel, better than Marvel, uh, differently? Uh, well this, I mean, definitely this grittiness Marvel isn't going to touch. So I think it's, I think it's clever for DC to explore places like this. Like do yeah. things that Marvel won't do, because it just totally. doesn't make sense. And I, and it's not even like I want. It's like Marvel should follow suit and do some of this stuff. It's like no, Marvel absolutely shouldn't do this. Yeah, I think they they should is... find places where they exist in like separate areas and then just you know and do that. Like I would be way more inclined to watch uh, movies like this mm-hmm. uh, in the DC universe than you know Man of Steel two or whatever. Yeah. Because it's too late like, for them to be Marvel, so why bother trying? And that's yeah, definitely Wonder Woman and uh, probably Aquaman. I haven't seen it, but that those both feel like, hey, look, we're kind of like Marvel too. Uh, and some well, of them, yeah, they definitely, and some sh- of them, you know, they definitely shifted the tone because yeah. originally Marvel was very, um, you know, like very happy-go-lucky kind of, mm-hmm. and then with Endgame, everything was serious. Everyone was dead. Uh, and then DC started off. Man of Steel was like equally as serious as Endgame, yeah. which came off as insane because all oh, that whole movie is kind of ridiculous. I hope there's a great Superman movie at some point. I think it'd be interesting to see a great super Superman movie. But have you watched the original? No. With uh, the like the 1979, that's like regarded as classic. I have not. I've seen most of it on tv but i'd like and i can't imagine they took much out but i'd like to watch the whole thing uninterrupted to kind of get uh a taste for it but apparently it's regarded as one of the best superhero movies yeah i I don't know i think i think dc's just keeps kind of shooting themselves in the foot by trying to combine stuff because i think that that that's where a lot of their failure is because they have like these one-off successes and they try to tie them together and it ends up bad enough that it's not just like a not good movie but it's also kind of embarrassing for the studio and the brand like <laughs> oh, totally uh, 
it, it's know. but what would you want to see like next what would your next dc dark movie be if you're not putting joaquin in anything for a long time uh i don't know if i'd do another villain origin story before i do a batman thing because i kind of want to see a like batman but i also almost want to see a younger batman than robert pattinson you want younger than pattinson yeah i feel like I don't know much about this movie, but I think that it's going to be... Uh, maybe he's been Batman for a long time, but I know they wanted to stray away from Ben Affleck, who had been Batman for uh, like 20 years at the point of Batman vs. Superman coming out, mm. which is, is too long. He was uh, So I think they'd probably focus more on a younger Batman. Yeah, so I, um, I want to see a Batman... I want to see the movie of when... How Batman goes from being a rich orphan boy to dedicating himself to clean up the city of gotham i guess okay so that movie is called batman begins and you have watched it the least of the nolan trilogy well he's he's old in that like the he's not how is he old it shows him as a child Hmm. but (laughs) and then he he goes uh like wanders the world for seven years or whatever comes back and then he's like i'm gonna straighten up i think the stuff i didn't like about that movie was the whole raw uh, Raza, Rachel Ghoul. Raja Ghoul, yeah. Wasn't a big fan of that. Why? Liam Neeson's great. Uh, ne- Liam Neeson is great sometimes. I'm not a huge Liam Neeson fan. You don't like nonstop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tra- the plane movie we saw opening night or uh, pre release? He was good as Schindler. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many other good roles he's had. Qui Gon Jin? Not a I mean, I haven't seen the prequels, really. I saw the first one forever. That's the only one with Qui-Gon Jinn in it. Yeah. Okay, well, I wasn't impressed with it then. I I remember (laughs) finding that movie very boring. (laughs) But not because of him. No, just because it was a boring movie. When when you were 10, sitting down to watch The Phantom Menace or whatever. Is that the first one, The Phantom Menace? Yeah, Phantom Menace, yeah. That is is so boring. My friend was like, let's watch it. It's awesome. It's lightsabers. And it's like, it wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> like, we watched it forever, it felt like, and it was nothing. And it, also, we were is. in his basement that was, like, tiled, and yeah. he had, like, pillows on the ground or something, but, like, not chairs. It was an awful viewing environment. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting on this cold-ass, awful tile, watching boring Senate Oh, you didn't even have a chair We didn't have or a couch. We needed a couch. You sat on tiles and watched The Phantom Menace. Yeah. I've heard this story several times. I did not know there was not a single piece of furniture in the basement. <laughs> that that uh, I did not yeah. know. That's a new development. Do you um, think I would like so, the movie if I watched it sitting on a couch? I think it couldn't have hurt yeah. your interpretation. I can't believe you watched the whole thing, though. That movie no, no, like we did half hours. I think we stopped oh, it, okay. which is also probably bad because we probably never got to the actual lightsaber battles. Like We watched oh, the, all the worst parts of it. Yeah, no, that movie... There's like five plot lines. It turns into Cloud Atlas the last 45 minutes of it. It's pretty wild. Uh, There's like five storylines, which is, you know, young Anakin is flying a spaceship, like young Darth Vader is going on this wacky adventure to destroy the droid, um, you know, mothership or whatever. It's it's insane that that movie exists. Yeah. Uh, What a nice. So the Star Wars series as a whole now is mostly bad movies. That was my follow-up question, which, and I assume Marvel's number one, but between Marvel, DC, and Star Wars, who do you think is 
top dog, middle dog, and then uh, dog shit. Uh, Marvel's one. I think we can agree, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're, and, they've at least put together a coherent thing. So you're... you're Wait, so you don't even think that they're number one? No, I mean, they're de- of those three, absolutely they're number one. Okay. I, I just... My, my thing with Marvel that I want to... that is, is the difference between the way t- both of us view it is that you think they've done this, like, perfect run. And I think oh, they've, it's so they've done... They've kept the machine going while it's hit, had some hiccups here and there. Uh, there, there are some yeah, bad movies. I, there's some stuff that just doesn't land that well. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, is a good example of how they're still struggling a little bit every once in a while. I, uh, I mean, if that's the weakest movie I get like in a year, then I'm fine with that. Because that's I still have a fun time. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the important thing with Marvel at this point is that uh, they don't. It it never falls apart with them. Like they they always have it enough together that even if the movie itself isn't good, that doesn't negatively yeah. impact the other movies around it. The franchise. Yeah. Yes. Whereas DC, they they've managed rebuild. to like with casting stuff and like Ben Affleck going away and like all these other things. Like they, like the the whole thing gets exploded by a bad movie. Yeah. Well, they, that's what you get when you do your ensemble movie first. Yeah. That's just asking for trouble. Did you hear they are releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Hmm. Who cares? <laughs> but it's... Do you know... But are you aware of this story? Like, Zack Snyder made a movie and Warner Brothers was like, no, we have to do a universe. Uh, your Our vision is not concurrent with yours. We're going to hire Joss Whedon to finish it. Yeah. And then the Justice League movie is terrible. Like, it is a... It's unwatchable because half of it is Zack Snyder uh, and half of it is Joss Whedon. Think of those confl- those conflicting entities. You have like Avengers 1 and you have Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Like and that those mesh together makes a horrible movie. And I would have preferred to watch Zack Snyder's movie even though it is three and a half hours long. And I will never apparently- see it. I'm very confident of <laughs> that. Well, you haven't seen. I wouldn't recommend seeing it without Batman vs Superman. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, you'd be lost. Yeah. But I think it would be a fun, fun app. Yeah, uh, it because I, I kind of, I don't I'll think I'll the Nolan enjoy Batman's it. at some point. Like uh, the Ben Affleck Batman's? No, the Nolan Batman's. Oh, Nolan! Sorry, I, I misheard mm. you. Um, Just because I haven't seen them in a while and. They're really great. I think, I don't know, Batman's maybe my favorite superhero. Probably. I mean, more, he's, more than Ant-Man? He's the one I had, like, action figures of growing up. Like, I had a Batmobile and stuff. Sure, who did? And, and, and you got the good Arkham games that came out. Oh, yeah. Um, Stellar. Really great content. Um, so, DC or Star Wars right now? Who do you think has a better proje- projection of the future? Well, I think... Star Wars, maybe a little bit. And obviously their main trilogy is kind of a dumpster fire at this point. But I think the the universe itself is a very rich vein. And I think movies like Solo and Rogue One Mm -hmm. show that they can have a lot of success in the universe. Even after kind of botching the rest of it because it doesn't have to all be that tied like it just has to all take place in the same 
universe. Universe. Yeah. They, the yeah. stories can be unrelated in a successful way. <laughs> That's true. Way. That's true. Um, Whereas DC, they have to be a little more tied it together. Is, it is super and, frustrating, though, to like, at the <laughs> core of Star Wars, have now this kind of festering... Like, because it would have been one thing to have the bad first trilogy. The prequels. Yeah, the prequels yes. were bad. But then maybe you could have saved it by having good uh, sequels, uh, I guess. Well, I mean, seven, eight, seven and eight, really great. And I can't believe that they finished the trilogy with just two movies and no other movie exists and we don't need to talk about <laughs> any other content there. Uh, I, I just <laughs> wonder, is there, like... And I don't think there is like anything they can do to kind of salvage that movie. Like, there's there is there any sort of cutting or uh, alternate cut, director's cut they could do that would help it? I don't think there is because the way the movie is 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 that it was bloated. There was too much. So like, yeah. how can you add to a t- thing that's bloated to make it better? Also, I really don't think the producers interfered with that. They might have cut a couple scenes, but I think they just let J.J. run with it, and that totally strikes me as a J.J. Abrams movie. Mm-hmm. Like, because he can't finish anything. That's what I've said from day one. He's a masterpiece uh, maker when it comes to starting franchises, but he can't finish. Was he always slated to come back and do the third one, or was it <laughs> no. only after Rian Johnson? It was. It was Jurassic World director was supposed to do the third one, which also wasn't a good movie. So no. Which would you have preferred now that you've seen the J.J. Abrams? Do you think anything could have been better? I think surely someone could have done a better job. Uh, Do you think the Jurassic World, those are our two options. Because I think think the universe and the characters, like I still like Ray and Finn and all of them. Like I think think the cast was really good. Yeah. The elements were all very good. (laughs) The movie itself was just bad. So (laughs) surely someone could have driven that home i just think you needed someone who's passionate about it and i don't think that was jj abrams i think he's very passionate about star wars but he didn't want to ruin whatever like he mentioned that he's like don't let me do the third one because i don't want to like i just i'll do one and then i'm done like because this is my favorite franchise i don't want to do anything stay tuned no one comes to mind as a director who i would be like they could have handled it but i still there has to be a director who could have do you think ryan johnson would have done a good I, they would never let him do it because the second one made much less money than the first. But I think that it would have been better if he got yeah. to. Con- yeah, no, I think it would have been better. Yeah, and he would have gotten to continue. Like part of Nine's problem was they just retconned all the stuff that happened. Yeah, in all the interesting the, stuff. Yeah, it was so irritating <laughs> just watching it go one after the other. Like, but also not not about this. <laughs> Remember that? We're undoing that now. It's like, but we only had so much time, and now you've wasted five minutes undoing five minutes of the last movie. Uh, in chess, there's this thing uh, like uh, called like time. That is, exists in the real world. <laughs> no, which is to say, like, like the whichever, like that's why white wins more often in chess than black does. Is they get the first move, so they kind of have an extra time than. Oh, is that true? Like, tempo. Yeah. Oh. Um. But anyway, uh, one of the core things about chess at the beginning is you want to get all your pieces out and mobilized efficiently so that, uh, you know, they're not on the back rank doing nothing. Yeah. And and in the first two movies, they were getting all their pieces out. And then in this movie, they put all their pieces back in the starting position (laughs) and then tried to get them out in time to make another movie. But it's like that took so many that they just got checkmated. (laughs) Uh, like you, they just they wasted so much time trying to reset stuff. So, but you are 
even all this said, you are still confident that Star Wars has a brighter future than DC right now. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think the Star Wars universe, because Star Wars has been doing this forever with uh, like video games and cartoons and like even books and stuff, even though I haven't read the books, but I know they sure. exist. That there's there's always been this extended universe element to Star Wars. Yeah. Where they can do more interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they can continue to do that. Whereas DC, until they jettison this idea of doing an extended universe type thing, I think they're going to struggle. So if, if they start doing, like, I think you just got to, like Batman, just let, like do that, this Joker Batman thing. Yeah. Do like, do like a, I don't know. You They could come up with a name for it to where it's like its own little universe. Like, the Gotham universe or something like that and just have these gritty low stakes compared to superhero movies stories. So like stories that are, it's like he's saving Gotham city from a group of criminals instead of saving the universe from annihilation. Like he's just like, he's solving a murder or he's solving or, or he's saving a, I don't know, someone's burning sure. down an orphanage. You know, it's like a local problem. Lower stakes, it sounds, yes. is what you're looking for. Yeah, so do, do that, and that's like, don't do like Superman stuff, where it's Superman, the, since he's so invincible, the only stakes you can have is like, the world's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Or something. That's pretty much every Superman movie. Yeah. So I, I think you just got to leave him out of it. Uh, maybe... I don't know. I think Superman, you... Would you prefer... You don't start... I think you don't start the DC Universe with Superman. I think you bring Superman in in as late as you can. Well, would you prefer to see, like... Are you familiar with the show Smallville? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen any of it, but I'm familiar with the concept. That went on ten seasons, and it's about, like... Like, one of the third episodes is uh, Clark Kent's father being like, you need to play football so you blend in with the other kids. Like... I'd be interested in seeing Superman try to play football. Like that sounds like a, a blast. Hmm. Like I, I, I think you get a young Superman in there, so he's not all powerful. And I think you introduce him at the same time you introduce everyone else. Hmm. But he's kind of like like Spider Man, basically. And then yeah, and then all the other heroes are doing stuff, but Spider Man will go on to be one of the greatest. Hmm. Um, and then Superman. Yeah, I don't know. I think Superman is just such a. I think it would almost be interesting to have, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this on the fly, think of it. But like, I I think what other, an interesting way to introduce Superman is to put him at odds with every other hero. They, um, they kind of do that in justice league. They like, Mm. it's so dumb because it was two different directors were doing two different things, but Superman dies at the end of Batman versus Superman spoilers. Uh, and yeah, I know you're shocked. <laughs> Devastating <laughs> news. Um, I bet you would have placed the wrong bet in that fight too. You probably would have bet on Superman. You idiot. Well, <laughs> no, cause writer's favorite. That <laughs> certainly trumps whatever powers you have. Well, he is the yeah. God's controlling the story. <laughs> Even picture. if you're a God. Yeah. <laughs> um, he the actually, writers are the most powerful person in any superhero movie. <laughs> well, they also, Batman wasn't the one to kill him. They introduced a villain at the end of that movie that inexplicably Wonder Woman showed up to help Batman and Superman fight. And then the villain killed Superman as he saved all of the city. Hmm. Naturally. Um, 
so he does die in that uh, universe, but he comes back, and then he's evil. And I feel like Zack Snyder wanted him to be evil for a long time, but Joss Whedon was like, let's just do one fight sequence. And it's all the other heroes trying to fight Superman, but he outpowers all of them because he's Superman. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you have Superman always handling a task kind of like uh, Doctor Strange yeah, in Endgame. Yeah, in the background. Where, where he's doing something incredibly powerful that no one else could be doing. Yeah. But he's also, it prevents him from just coming up and doing it all himself. Yeah, he's just more of a background god. So, like, there's a fight going on, but the sun's about to crash into the earth. So someone has to stop the sun from (laughs) crashing into the earth. And that's what Superman's doing. So he can't be there for the fight right now. Oh, sure. That makes sense. And I think that's what Marvel's going to be doing with Captain Marvel. Because she's, She's, like, that's, I mean, she got bopped in the fight so that Tony could finish him off. Yeah. While she was punched in the face with an infinity stone. Yeah. You do remember a lot of that movie for someone who hasn't seen it five times like myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that's the lasting impression that it leaves. Yeah. Oh, I remember that much at least. <laughs> oh, what a great film. Um I'd rewatch that. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. I'll hook you up with all my passwords after this. Now you now that you've got your smart TV ready to go in your new abode. <laughs> you yeah. never have to leave. Uh do you do you want to touch on a segment of Jordan's Law Corner now that you've moved and what's what's your next step in the in the program? Uh, basically just waiting to start if we are going to start, like, or if it's going to be zoom school of law. (laughs) And you mentioned on the pod previously, you do not want to do zoom school of law. You would prefer to learn in a class. Yeah, that would be nice. I think. Sure. Uh, cause, cause class, the nice part and this, I was, I think this is the only reason I was an AB student in college in general is because no matter how bad of a student I am outside of class, I show up, I sit down, and I listen to the lectures. Like, yeah. I pay attention for 90 minutes. Yeah. And then I absorb however much information that way. In terms of studying outside of class, I was generally bad in undergraduate. I have a hope that I will be better in law school. Um, but if it doesn't even start with me getting to go to lectures, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. <laughs> like, that's my strong, that's where I'm good. Yeah, that's a bit of a rocky start. We should. Yeah. We would hope that it uh, clears up by then, for sure. I, I was always the opposite. I could not pay attention unless the class topic was very interesting. Which I did mm. pretty good in my major, but all gen eds and everything else, I was just like, why am I here? This, yeah. like, I hate all of this. And then I would be pretty good willpower-wise to make myself study, and then you would wander into my room after I've, like, committed to six hours. I'd be <laughs> like, all right, six hours, the next six hours, I'm focusing on whatever philosophy bullshit. And then yeah. you walk in 20 minutes into that six hours being like, hey, you want to <laughs> record <laughs> a song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being the Kramer of my, my Seinfeld verse. Here's trouble. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Oh, and trouble came. I got straight C's the semester I met you. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a rap of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, that semester I did pretty yeah. well because I had figured out how to balance. Uh, well, we were also in our majors that's by that true point. sophomore year we were not mm-hmm. this is all very interesting stuff that all the fans <laughs> of marvel are really dying to hear yeah 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 um that's yeah, it's a two guys talking it's, podcast. yeah that's that, what that it is hey if you don't like it you can sit on it hey <laughs> <laughs> my catchphrase through these 71 episodes yeah. it is pretty wild 71 what do we what do we, what do you want to do for 100 
Uh, I mean, we still got a ways. I uh, mean, this last year we probably put out like what twelve episodes. Yeah. So I mean, it'll so. be a couple years, but that's still gonna happen. I want to. Mm. I want to call a hundred people. A hundred people. <laughs> I want to call a hundred people. Just talk to each of them for like a minute. Maybe episode 100 is just a live episode. We've never done a live episode. That's true. So maybe 100 that we just and finally we, put something together. And we invite 100 people. Yeah, there you go. Um, I also have a really fun uh, idea. I was talking to Alex yesterday, my best friend since first grade. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, uh, we got onto the subject of ranking MCU movies, oddly enough. I don't know how it came up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his favorite MCU film is Iron Man 3 which I thought was fascinating because... Well, I'm also a big fan of Iron Man. I know, no. I think they're all perfect, and I love anyone to argue on the behalf of all 23 of the movies. I will listen to any argument someone has that promotes Thor Dark World or Guardians 2 as the best MCU movie. I will he come it. on the cast? He, I want. So what I want to do is, once a year, I want to do a Iron Man 3 Christmas special starting this Christmas. Okay. Because it's the only MC movie that is officially a Christmas film, according yeah. to Kevin Feige. And every year, uh, we'll, I mean, Alex agreed to come on this year. Uh, so this Christmas time, we will okay. do an Iron Man 3 Christmas episode where Alex will talk about how it is the best, uh, and then I think we should write a Can Marvel we also do Christmas another jingle. Christmas movie with it? Uh, sure. Well, I, I mean, would love to do just like a, like, so it's always Iron Man 3. Yeah, but always. Then it's like, the first one is like Iron Man 3 and A Christmas Story. Well, and then the second <laughs> one is Iron Man 3 and Rudolph. I, I like Iron Man 3 and then we do some other Marvel, like we write a Marvel Christmas song. Like we just parody yeah. like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Marvel characters and, yeah. and stuff like that. And we just talk about Christmas stuff. But it is always in the spirit of Iron Man 3. Uh, I, uh, that annual tradition, as well as the Marvel Sucks versus No It Doesies, which uh, this year is going to be pretty scant because of a pandemic. It's going to be yeah. basically Black Widow wins. Yeah, but we can we can tie in a uh, Wandavision. Well, is there, there's still Disney Plus stuff coming out? Yeah, Wandavision. We can tie Wandavision and Falcon and Winter Soldier in with it as best mm-hmm. Marvel property. Um, and then when more movies come out, we'll be able to separate them. But I'm adamant that we continue the annual tradition of those two things as well as uh, seeing every movie opening night. Yeah. What, so now that now that you're in uh, Georgia, are we going to do... How far a drive is it from here? Uh, seven hours, 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and 15 minutes? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, depending on where we're both at in November, I wouldn't be opposed to driving and seeing yeah. this movie together. Uh, you have Come a couch this, in the background, it seems. Yeah, it's, a, it's a futon, yeah. Hey! It holds down, it's nice. I also have some other friends in the Atlanta area, so I think that would be a fun thing we could do. Um, if not, we can also... Because after that point, they're so backlogged with movies, there's going to be a movie every three months. Like, yeah. for, for the next 18 months, pretty much. Yeah, Which and is, I can certainly come up for some of them. I mean, it depends what's going on in my semester, but... I mean, I think Like, if we, it's summer or winter. I think we both agree that this takes precedent over your law career, considering <laughs> that Law I Corner... Have a final! <laughs> <laughs> you have a final date with Black Widow. <laughs> okay, what I'll do is I'll drive seven hours the night before, then I'll there wake up go. at 6 a.m., drive seven hours back, take the final, and That's then I'm it. good. That's it. People would love to hear about that shit on the pod. Uh, what a terribly irresponsible. 
use of my time that <laughs> what did you do in law school i drove seven hours to watch black widow recorded a podcast and drove back so that's why you're not a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> oh no you still become a you do marvel law oh marvel okay <laughs> marvel law marvel Very law promising new sector yeah i mean they're gonna need lawyers to stop all the people from taking disney's money by releasing similar properties hmm you know what they do. Um, but yeah, for the foreseeable future, um, I mean, we'll, I'll try and get some other guests. We'll do some interesting uh, uh, other topics like um, the cold opens were and women in the MCU. Those were a lot of fun, but I'll see mm-hmm. who else I can get on. Um, but well, our, I've talked about doing a thing where I go back and watch the trilogy. So that's, maybe this summer while I have some time, I'll start doing that. That's also a possibility, a, a rewatch, since I'm constantly rewatching these movies. Well, and that's why we, we don't go movie by movie, but we go trilogy by trilogy. We do trilogy, trilogy and we arrange the trilogies mm-hmm. um, and how they stack up as a trilogy. The problem is I feel like I need to watch Iron Man's trilogy first, but I've the only movie <laughs> I think I've rewatched is Iron Man, so I don't really want to watch Iron Man again. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. I think should. I'll probably start with Thor, rewatch Thor. I mean, sure. Those three. Because that's just such a weird trilogy. Like, how does that even work as a trilogy from two to three? Like, it just uh, doesn't... I mean, they, ex- be... they explain it. There's all the same characters are there. It's just Do like you think there's movie. anyone that's only just watched Thor 1, 2, and 3? They've watched no other MCU movies? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think they're wrong, but I think, I, I think one person in the world has done that. Yeah, and he's that's, just a big Thor fan. I yeah, and that's why I think Ant Man and like Ant Man three is gonna be like Ragnarok good. I think they will. I think they figured out what they're doing wrong with that uh, franchise. Hopefully, and they're also mentioning now that Sam Raimi's doing uh, Doctor Strange two that um, Tobey Maguire. There's a rumor he might come back as the original Spider Man, and he will be Spider-Man in the Sony-verse with the Venom nonsense and all that, and then we get to keep Tom Holland now that there's a multiverse. Mm. Which I would much prefer than seeing Tom Holland's name ruined by being in a Venom movie. But what if it's really good? Like, what if uh, Tobey Maguire comes back and he's just, like, just as great as he's always been in everything? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a really great meme uh, back to the Snyder Cut. It's a picture of Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3 with the red Spider-Man suit. You remember Spider-Man 3, right? Barely. I saw Spider-Man 2 the most. Okay, but you remember... I had it for PSP. He gets... (laughs) Everyone had that for PSP. Did it come with it? It must have. Yeah, but it's a Sony property because my PS3 came with Spider-Man 3. Uh, They were just marketing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Uh, so you had, or you've seen Spider-Man three where he has the black suit that makes him emo and likes jazz mm-hmm, and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, it's, he throws away the red suit and the red suit says, um, DC justice league, uh, original cut. And then he picks up the black suit and puts it on and says Zack Snyder cut, which yeah, is, well, we'll see, <laughs> which is a worse, uh, because when he's in the black suit, it's just equally bad. Hmm. That's, I think the I joke see. they're trying to make. Yeah, I don't know enough about Spider-Man 3, I guess, to really get that one. Or May- DC. Hey, maybe we should watch Spider-Man 3. Maybe we should watch the original Spider-Man Spider-Man's? trilogy. Yeah. Uh, we haven't touched that. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that could be that could be some fun. Is that on anything? Uh, one is on Hulu. Three is on one of them. 
It's on a streaming service. I don't I'll know. I'll find where. my PSP to watch too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, oh man, we could get some great guests if we did the original Spider-Man trilogy. I think that could be fun. I think we should do an ep of it, though. I don't think we should do three eps. You don't want to do one for each movie? Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, there's, the I think there's a lot to say about each of them. And I, w- I like the idea of getting a different guest for each one. Because I want to see who's like the nut who agrees to do three. All right. To, to do part three. But we can discuss this offline for sure. Okay. Um, that's, well, I think that wraps up the that, episode. Yeah, I think I think everyone has learned all of the the great things. All right. Um, well, I've been Jordan. People, wait. Let's do the theme. We have been very bad about <laughs> introing the theme in these last few episodes. We never do it. So here's the theme. At least it was introduced this time. I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I've been Cade Weiberg, and I will promise to do a better job or doing the theme next time. Marvel doesn't suck. Thank you, America.